the V8 supercars are back this weekend. You'll hear them on SEN. Uh, headed up by Matty White, alongside the man who's about to join us on the show now, James Moffat. Uh, and we kick it off this weekend with the Bathurst 500 on Sunday. James, thanks for joining us on the run home. No problem, gents. Thanks for having me on. No, mate, mate, you should see this beautiful Mustang we are looking at at the moment. What an outstanding motor car. Mate, he calls the races. I'm sure he's seen the Mustang a lot. I don't think he's seen them this close. <laughs> I'm sure he has. No, he hasn't. No, 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 James, back me up here, mate. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's timely that you talk about that Mustang that you guys can see because uh, it's actually yeah, associated with a good friend of mine, Jack Perkins. So um, he... he um, has some great support from Shore and Partners, and I heard you guys talking about um, the support that they've done for surf life-saving over the summer, but uh, they're obviously uh, also hugely invested and, and support um, the supercar scene as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a great activation they've done with that car, having it there on display, and I saw some photos of it re released uh, yesterday. It certainly looks fantastic. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is a beautiful looking car. Now, do, do you know much about the, the tech? I mean, obviously you do know a lot about the technology race at, at, at the supercar level and, you know, the HRT teams of the past, they always seem to have all the technology, but the whisper is that Ford have, you know, tipped uh, a lot of their big time engineers behind this car and they want to see the, the Mustangs up the front. Is this, is this what we're, is this true what we're hearing? Well, certainly um, 2023 didn't go the way the Fords and the Mustangs wanted it to, um, the introduction of the new Gen 3 specification cars for the supercars. It was the first time that we saw Chevrolet Camaros racing against Ford Mustangs, and it was really a whitewash for the Chevrolet Camaros. So in the off-season, um, there's been you know a huge amount of work to sort of equalise the two cars. It was, I guess, um, it was seen that the... That the Mustang was, was at a disadvantage for pretty well the bulk of 2023. So heading into the start of the season, up at Bathurst for the Bathurst 500 this weekend, hopefully um, things are a bit more equal and we've got a fair fight between the Mustangs and the Camaros this year. Well, there's been a few changes with, with drivers. Of course, no Shane Van Gisbergen. He's now over in, in the US and we've got no Brody Kostecki. The for, champ. Yep, so he's no longer around and... and and, and no Brody Kostecki as well. Like, it's... Like, this, this first round, I don't, I don't even know where to look. Who, who, who's going to be favourite and, you know, who should we be looking out for? Well, it, it really is, you know, it was a big shock when that news came out probably a bit over a month ago that, you know, Brody wouldn't be sitting on the grid this weekend to um, start the defence of his title that he so um, richly um, deserved in terms of how, how he won the championship last year. He was he was the poor man. And um, had he been sitting on the grid this weekend, there's absolutely no shadow of a doubt that he would have been um, the, the, the championship favourite before the season got got off and, and running. But, um, yeah, with him not being there and competing, it really blows the title race wide open, in my opinion. So there'll be a number of drivers heading into this weekend now really thinking with Brody. Um, not there, that this is their best opportunity to take out a championship. Uh, are we, are we, any update on whether we're going to see Kostecki in round two? Is there, is there some, is this being sorted out? What's the latest on all that, James? No, it's, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's an ongoing saga and there doesn't seem to be any resolution between the two parties and 
um, it really is a, a fascinating situation that I guess supercars and and the sport have found themselves in. And to use a, an NRL analogy, it would be a bit like Nathan Cleary and, and Ivan Cleary, the head coach of, of the Panthers, having a bit of a disagreement on I guess game plans or management style, and rather than being able to sit down and, and come to a solution and get on with things, well, Nathan has just said, well, I'm going to sit on the sidelines and, and, and not play for the Panthers this, in 2024. That's sort of what we're wow. faced with. And uh, it's amazing that, you know, between senior management at Erebus Motorsport and, and Brody, for whatever reason, um, they haven't been able to come to a resolution. And unfortunately... Uh, I think you know the real people that miss out here is, is clearly obviously Brody, and um, you know it would be I think he'd be in a very tough position this weekend sitting on the sidelines. But the fans, I think the fans yep. are missing out here because they you know Brody was dominant last year. He's a fantastic talent, and you don't want people like that sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, well, I mean, with him sitting on the sidelines, it, it sort of seems to have opened the door to the likes of your Cam Waters and your Brock Feeney and um, and your Chaz Mozart. Well, who, who do you like for the title this year? Yeah, well, those three guys that you just rolled off there, that you know, they're as good a chance as anybody. Um, and certainly Cam Waters and, and Chaz Mostert on the, on the forward side will be very strong. Um, but you've also got, yeah, Brock Feeney, like you mentioned. He... Finished third in the championship. He's well equipped. He's got a couple of years under his belt now in the championship. And he won several races in 2023. But he is also driving for the most dominant team in the past decade, which is Triple Eight Red Bull Lampole Racing. So they have a very strong driver lineup. Will Brown has joined him as teammate as Shane Van Gisbergen's replacement. So Triple Eight don't like losing. They lost the title fight last year. So I expect them to be as strong as ever, and the comp- the competition needs to be very wary of um, of what they can produce in 2024. Rightio. Uh, and what about uh, Dick Johnson's team? They didn't have a very good well, 2023 either, did they? No, they they really uh, they were quite up and down in 2023, and and probably the burden of being the homologation team for the Ford Mustang really took a toll on their race performances throughout the year. Um, and that's just, um, you know, that's continued work for them in the off-season with um, the changes to the aerodynamics that the cars have received, but also ongoing engine development. So really for DJR and um, all their fans will be hoping they can return to, you know, running further up the, the, the field in 2024. But they have... Two really solid drivers, Anton Di Pasquale mm. and Will Davidson. They're, they're proven drivers, mm. so it's really up to the team to be able to provide them with the cars that those guys need to go out and do the job at the front of the field. James, before we let you go, um, Rat off the top of the show is is annoyed that race one is in Bathurst and, and is not happy about no, Why, why no, are you no, happy? Are you whinged uh, about it? No, is this normal? Yes. How how often how long how often does this been going on? Has it always started well, with this, James? It, no, it, you're right. It's not normal. Um, Post COVID. Post COVID, it has yep, been. As a, as a championship a few years ago, I think it was 2021. They they kicked the championship off uh, yep. with a similar race format: two 250k races, one on Sunday and one on Saturday. 
but the demise of the, the Newcastle Street event, um, the, the right. Newcastle 500, that's where they kicked off the year last year. Um, and it would have been fantastic to have the, the championship start around the streets of Newcastle. But I think there was a few councillors and uh, yep. that, that got together and weren't too happy with the Party disruption. Party yeah, exactly. You know, so weren't, weren't weren't too happy with the disruption that the construction of the the circuit made to the local streets, but we're pretty happy to take the revenue that the event um, produced for yeah, the local of course. So, um, but yep. yeah, so unfortunately that event hasn't hasn't happened this year, and, and supercars yeah. needed to come up with an alternative. And, and, and <laughs> what? what, what so I was right. So, so basically, no. But when we came back from COVID, we had a race. Am I right, James? Didn't we kick it off with Bathurst when we came back? We did. We yeah. did. We did kick it <laughs> off. You. But I think as as an industry, we sort of quickly worked out that the, the one race at Bathurst a year for the supercars should be the Bathurst One Thousand in October. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we're both right. Is that what you're saying, James? No, you, you're definitely wrong. Well, Second question. It's, it's almost it's almost five o'clock, boys. I reckon you can probably continue this argument over a beer or two. Yeah, it's a good point. Second good question point. from Rat. He wants to know how Perkins is going to get his car from the beach here yeah. down to Bathurst in time. <laughs> well, he's going to need to he's going to need to get a hurry on, isn't he? So, um, no, nah, I it's think that one's uh, yeah. that one's up there for display on the weekend. Uh, yeah. James nice, Moffat, thanks for your time on the run home this afternoon. We look forward to your coverage with Matt White, SEN Supercars, Sunday from midday on SEN and the SEN app, mate. Thanks for your time on the run home. No worries, guys, any time.